Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, folks. Okay, so we have a big day of news today. And uh, despite that, I want to start out with some analysis, right? Right, Because there's always a need for more analysis, especially in light of the fact that you don't get any other than analysis as to why you should be a leftist loon if you watch the mainstream. So I'm going to give you some analysis uh, that's not leftist loon. I saw that Glenn Buck has been talking a bit about Donald Trump and uh, the debates. And he's arguing that Donald Trump should skip the Fox News debate. I think this is a profoundly important thing to talk about. And I actually really agree with Glenn 100%. There is absolutely no benefit to Donald Trump going on the Fox News debate. None. He'll benefit Fox News because people will watch it for a change. You know, after Tucker left, nobody watches it. But it won't benefit Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. Donald Trump is the front runner of the Republican uh, presidential candidates by about, I don't know, 98 million percent, give or take a little bit. That might not be the exact number, but he's way out in front here, right? He's way out in front, folks. So what benefit is there to him going on this Fox News debate? Uh, now, you may say, well, he could get his message out. No. First of all, nobody watches Fox News. The only way is they'll watch it now. They got rid of Tucker. They're getting rid of everything. They've gone woke. Uh, so, you know, he's not really getting his message out much farther. The people who watch Trump already know Trump. And, yeah, there are times where you may go on to, uh, I don't know, opposition newscast to get the word out. But it won't benefit Donald Trump. Everybody knows what he has to say and everybody knows him. And if you want to see what he has to say, you go to Truth Social or you go to one of the outlets that actually publish what he has to say, and then you go there, right? But the uh, the Fox News thing, well, Fox News is openly, uh, you know, I've taken the position that they're, they're not, not a Trump organization. They are anti-Trump. They're anyone but Trump. They've become never Trumpers, right? So why would he go on there and debate? Do you think they're not going to set him up? Do you think they're not going to have uh, the debate set up and structured to make him look bad? Of course they are. Of course they are. So what benefit is there? Now, all this is fairly uh, fairly straightforward, and it's kind of where things are. But I want to put this in, in larger terms. I guess uh, put it in context. So we tend to have this kind of idea on our side of issues, right? Our side of issues being the patriot side, the freedom side, that somehow uh, we can negotiate with our enemies. And I think it's really important that we distinguish between negotiating with our enemies and working to convince the great unwashed middle. Okay, so we have to get our messaging out to people who are undecided, unknown, un educated, I guess, about our positions. You, know, you have the left telling everybody that we're racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, and you have uh, a lot of people that don't know better. So there is value to reaching uh, different media outlets, media outlets where people that haven't been exposed to our positions or thoughts. Um, 
Yeah, th this is an important thing. But when we're doing that, we have to also recognize that those media outlets are typically, there is no news anymore, folks. There is no news. Uh, a media outlet is either a right-wing media outlet or a left-wing. There are very few news outlets anymore that actually just report the news. Everybody's telling you what to think, how to think, this, that, and other. So when you go on CNN, you're not going on a news outlet. You're going on a left-wing propaganda outlet, right? And that left-wing propaganda outlet is there for one purpose, to destroy conservative ideals and promote liberal leftist socialist communist ideals right they they're not going to give you news or a fair shake on the news they're there just for the purpose of uh promoting ideals so you got to understand where we're at with this so donald trump's showing up on a on a uh, fox news debate i mean it's not going to be about getting news or sharing ideas it's going to be about trying to make donald trump look bad just like if he goes on CNN. Now, it's not to say Donald Trump can't handle that. The guy's quite masterful at getting his messaging out. But why? He doesn't need to. He's already winning on the primary side. Now, he does need to reach out and you know let people know what's going on in the general election. But even there, he's got such a huge platform. I don't, we just don't see a whole lot of benefit to going on this Fox News debacle. Uh, when we talk about getting the message out, you know, Donald Trump's a unique situation in the sense that Trump has such a huge platform, everybody hears him. But when we look at this uh, more generally, so for for example, with a guy like me, you know, I'm, I'm no Donald Trump. If I want to get the word out about COVID, if I want to get the word out about CBDCs, child trafficking, stuff like that, you know, sometimes I need to go into enemy territory, right? And I know that they're going to be trying to make me look bad. And that's the way that it is. But you've got to understand that that's because I'm not Donald Trump. If I was Donald Trump, I would have no need to ever go on Fox News again. Uh, well, by the way, I'm not allowed on Fox News as it is. They've banned me because I tell the truth about vaccines and they're owned by the vaccine companies. Um, but anyways, as we look at this, Donald Trump just won't, uh, won't get any benefit from this. But I think Donald Trump has made a mistake. And it's one of the rare times I can say that because I like Trump and I think he does a good job. But I think he's made a mistake in the sense that he continues to reach out and try and negotiate with people that are his enemies. So, for example, uh, yeah, Trump is, is very friendly with a number of Republicans who, yeah, they stab him in the back every time they get the opportunity. Trump is a little bit loath to actually rip the Republican Party because, you know, he knows that what they did against uh, him in 2016, uh, he knows what they did against him in 2020, and he's hoping that if he can negotiate or placate them, he can kind of, you know, pull some over to his side. And uh, let me, you know, let me ex let me explain this a little bit more. Do you know that the Republican Party in a number of states in 2016? was out door knocking and actively campaigning against Donald Trump. We have we had reports in 2016 of uh, the Republican Party in certain states actually actively campaigning against Donald Trump for president. Did you know that? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened in 2020. 
2022, we know Mitch McConnell pulled funding from a lot of key Senate races, costing the Republicans the Senate. I mean, because Mitch McConnell would rather have a Democrat win than have a conservative win, because Mitch McConnell's a leftist, rhino, wussy, Democrat. Uh, I mean, Republican in name only is an understatement for that piece of garbage. But this is the kind of thing we're having. I disagree with Trump being so nice to these guys. I disagree with him being so friendly with these guys. I disagree with the idea that you're somehow going to be able to negotiate with people who are about enemies. These guys are going to stab Trump in the back every opportunity. And I, to me, I'm just at a point, folks, and maybe this isn't the best strategy. I guess if I was Donald Trump, I don't know what I'd do. But I'm at the point, folks, where I just don't understand this. I don't understand. I'm sick of being nice to people who are rhino leftists that are stabbing us in the back every time we can. You know, when I went out to Missouri and we were pushing the informed consent bill, House Bill 1169, and the Republicans there were selling out to Big Pharma, which is exactly what they were doing, right? The Republicans in the, uh, the Missouri House sold out to Big Pharma. They decided that informed consent for people's food and health was less important than Big Pharma money. They were rhinos. They are not Republicans. They're not conservatives. They're pieces of garbage who sold out. There are a few good Republicans in the House that really stood up. Holly Jones, uh, there are a handful of them. But the thing is, is largely the Republicans in Missouri sold out. People say, well, you can't fight with the Republicans. I did fight with the Republicans. I listed the name of the rhinos. You can look on my Twitter feed. The rhinos are still listed there, names and phone numbers. Feel free to call them and tell them how much you dislike rhinos. Uh, this is something that we did. And I got a lot of flack for that, right? Everybody said, well, you shouldn't fight with the Republicans. We know what are we going to do? I don't care, folks. I don't care. I am tired of negotiating with sellouts. Why do you think that you can trust these people? They lie to you. And this is when we talk about what Glenn Beck's talking about uh, regarding Trump and the Fox News debates. When we talk about what's occurring, this is, this is really just a manifestation uh, or on a much larger scale of the exact thing that I dealt with in Missouri or that I've dealt with in, in numerous other states. You know, you, people say, well, you got to get the Republicans to back you. The Republicans won't back you. They're not Republicans. There's a handful of actual GOP conservatives in the House or Senate of any state or the federal government. The rest of these guys are sellouts. There is no difference between them and the Democrats. That's what happened in Missouri. They sold out to Washington University, to Bayer Pharmaceuticals, to Merck, to all these different groups, right? Whoever is throwing the biggest money at them. These guys are not our friends. They're not going to be our friends. And I don't care whether they call themselves Republicans or Democrats. It doesn't matter. The uniparty is the problem. Going on Fox News, anything, for a guy like Donald Trump, you know what? I would consider going on some Fox News outlets. But if I was going on Fox News, I would treat it like I was going on CNN. I would prep for a hit piece. I'd prep for them going after me. Because there's no difference. There's no difference. These guys are selling out to the highest bidder. Fox News demonstrated that when they fired Tucker Carlson. Fox News demonstrated that when they sold out on the vaccines. Fox News demonstrated that they are no different than the Republican Uniparty. 
we have got to quit trying to make nice with people who stab us in the back. You know what the good thing about Democrats is? You know why I like AOC better than Mitch McConnell? Because AOC, despite being the stupidest person in Congress and dumber than a brick, is principled. She stands for communism, socialism, Marxism, anything that she can stand for that's terrible for freedom. And you know it because she owns it. Mitch McConnell does the same but lies about it. The real enemy that we face is the enemy within, folks. We know the Democrats are our enemy, right? You can train your guns and, and uh, put your defenses up. You can bunker down. You know, if we put this in terms of, of a war, you know, I think of World War II, the trench warfare, you can, you can aim your, your armaments at the enemies. You know who you're aiming at, right? The guys you got to watch are the guys sneaking around behind you. That's what you got to watch for. Right, you got a good solid front in front of you. You're okay. You know they're going to charge the field in front of you right into your armaments, but the guys coming from behind are the issue, and we have to understand that the issue we are facing is from within. The patriots that aren't patriots. Now I'm not talking about being a purist where anybody that disagrees with us is controlled opposition. I think that's stupid, right? And we don't need to to, to uh, fight our own people, but. There's a difference between fighting our own people and fighting an enemy from within that we know is there. Mitch McConnell is a rhino piece of trash. So are a number of the other people in the Senate. The Republican Party is largely controlled by rhinos. We have to recognize that and we have to take steps to fix it because if you can't identify your enemy, you can't fight them. That's where we are, folks. No matter where I look, I see enemy after enemy after enemy on our side. Now, I've been, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say accused, but I've been scolded by other patriots. Hey, did you know this guy said this about the vaccine or this about the virus or this about the this or this about, why aren't you calling them out? Well, because you know what? They are on our side. They're just, you know. I got a different opinion than them on this or that or the other, and that's that. And you don't have to be a purist on all issues. But when you're selling out on every issue like Mitch McConnell, when you're selling out on the core issues, the core issues related to freedom, when you're saying that we've got to pass a multi-trillion dollar debt ceiling with absolutely no strings attached, no limitations on spending for leftist purposes, for crazy purposes, when you're pushing things like that, you know you're bad guys. When you're Fox News and you're taking steps, when you're actively doing things that are hurting your own business because you're controlled by leftists, like firing Tucker Carlson, they've they've taken their position, folks. They have taken their position. Fox News is no longer a uh, news outlet. They're a left-wing propaganda piece. Masquerading is right-wing. They're worse in some ways than CNN because you know what CNN stands for. Fox News wants to play both sides of their mouth. And again, the enemy that I really have an issue with is the enemy speaking out both sides of their mouth, the one that you can't trust. I don't want to deal with guys I can't trust. Should Donald Trump go in the Fox News debate? No, he shouldn't. What benefit is there for him? Donald Trump gets nothing out of going on the Fox News debate. Fox gets better ratings, and they're still going to stab him in the back every time they get the opportunity. There is no benefit to Donald Trump. 
The conservatives and patriots that support Trump are going to support him regardless of whether he shows up on that. And he's not going to sway anyone on, on that Fox News debate. It's going to be set up to make him look as bad as possible. And it's going to be just one giant hit piece. I hope Trump skips it. There's no benefit. Biden's skipping his debates. Of course, that's because Biden's going to poop his pants and isn't competent to speak. But uh, there's no benefit to Trump. Skip it. Mr. President, with due respect, skip it. All right. Folks, I need your support at TomRens.com. need you to support our Rens Warrior program. Sign up. Hey, you know what we're doing right now? We're doing locals. We've got Tom Rens at locals. Uh, we just, we're just kind of launching that. It's brand new. Uh, I want to get some people checking out my locals if they can. Uh, it's it's uh, new and, uh, well, it's a new platform for us. You know, we're working more with Rumble. We're working with locals. We really want to push this. Uh, I like the platform. I think it's good. So, you know, support us there. Support us on social media. We need some donations. We need some support. We need some sales. So please, anything you can do, go to TomRens.com. Support us anywhere you can. We'll be right back. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Okay, folks, welcome back. So... You know, I was thinking about this segment, and uh, yeah, you kind of got some things that you're going to talk about, but yeah, you know what popped into my head? So I'm looking over at my stack of stuff right now, and front and center is the nightmare of all night. The, the thing, the image 
that really haunts my dreams. It makes me want to throw up every time I see it. It's, it's somewhere between terrifying and nauseating. Uh, it is that god-awful picture of Dylan Mulvaney with his, I, I, I don't know if it's a smile or a grimace, or it, it looks like someone jammed something really large up his rectum uh, while he's holding a Bud Light. And his eyes are kind of closed, hands are up. Yeah, you know, the image is really well. Everybody's seen the image, you know, 98 million times. It, it haunts my dreams, right? And uh, yeah, so I'm looking at this image of Dylan Mulvaney, who, like I said, it, it looks like something was jammed up his rear, which I, makes me wonder whether it's supposed to be a smile or a grimace. But uh, it's okay. My producer's shaking her head at me. Come on, Renz, you've taken it too far again. All right. But, yeah, I'm looking at this, and one of the things that strikes me every time I look at Dylan Mulvaney, which has unfortunately been far more times than I've ever wanted to look at anything in my life, uh, is his neck is about as large as my wrist. Um, it, I think his head's going to fall off. I'm actually concerned for his safety because I'm concerned that there might not be enough muscle around his neck to support his head. This is something that's bothersome to me. And as I was thinking that, because this is kind of the random stuff that goes through my head, right? So I'm looking at this creature and, uh, you know, concerned whether the wind's going to blow his head off or something like that, uh, you know, because it just doesn't look like there's enough I'm just thinking about it structurally. I'm not trying to be insulting, folks. I'm just saying, you know, structurally, uh, the guy has literally no muscle whatsoever anywhere. Uh, and and I'm concerned about his safety. I mean, if it's windy, he might blow over. Um, so I was thinking about that. And uh, then I was thinking about, you know, when I was a kid, as a little boy, you know, I wanted to grow up to be big and strong. Right. Don't you say that? You remember? I don't know if they say that anymore. I mean, I guess now we're saying to our little boys, you want to grow up to wear a dress. But uh, when I was a little boy, you know, mom and dad, well, you eat your vegetables. You want to grow up to be big and strong, don't you? You know, things like that, right? Things you say to little boys, right? And I did. I wanted to grow up to be big and strong. And well, you know, I, I'm an ogre. I did. I ate my vegetables. I hated them. I still hate vegetables, by the way. You know that? I, I despise vegetables. Personal note, I despise veggies. I don't like things that grow. Unless you cover them with a sufficient amount of cheese or something else terrible for you to make them uh, tolerable. I do not. I just don't like veggies. I'm sorry. And you know what? I'm old enough and big enough that I don't want to eat my veggies. I don't have to. I want a dead animal on my plate. That's what I like to eat. I like to eat dead animals. I'm a, I'm a meat guy. I'm a carnivore. Uh, you know, it's just... just that's what I like. That's what I like. So, but anyways, uh, I look at Dylan Mulvaney, and then I think about the guys that were heroes when I was growing up, right? So right now you got kids growing up, and their influencers, their heroes, their people that they look to are creatures like Dylan Mulvaney. Seriously? Seriously? Looks like the wind's going to blow him away. Now, then you compare Dylan Mulvaney in his little prancing weirdo video uh, that he did with John Wayne. That's right, Pilgrim. 
John Wayne, right? John Wayne was my guy. When I was a kid, I loved John Wayne. I loved cowboy movies. In fact, when I was a real little guy, uh, I actually had the nickname from my grandpa, Cowboy, because I used to play cowboy and Indian all the time, which was interesting because I'm actually, in our family, we're part Indian. We're part, part Native American. Uh, we're, we're one of those families, we kind of, the records were lost. We don't know exactly what, what parts there were, but, uh, we know we got some Indian. We were always kind of proud of that when I was a kid, you know, dad told me about it cause it was big in his family. And, uh, you know, dad would always teach us about that. So, but Cowboys Indians. So we used to play that stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, you look at my heroes, the John Waynes. I remember the Incredible Hulk. Do you remember the TV show, the Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno? I mean, Ferrigno he looked like a Hulk. I mean, that guy was a monster, you know, back, especially back in those days. He had, he had shows like that. Right. And, uh, boy, you know, our heroes were heroes that were like actually heroes. What is Dylan Mulvaney a hero for? What, what does he stand for? What, uh, that I can wear a dress. I mean, I don't know, folks. I just, I look at this and it's amazing to me. And this actually ties into a, a headline on Liberty Daily from my buddy J.D. Rucker. Uh, it says headline, uh, <laughs> and I am reading this correctly because J.D. refers to uh, Bud Light as butt light, B-U-T-T, -T, as in your rear end, a thing that you sit on. It's not my headline, folks, so don't, don't write to me. I didn't do it. Um, but uh, headline, but light is just a good start. Companies need to fear us more than they fear the left. Uh, this is why I like J.D. Rucker. I mean, yeah, but light. That's good. That's funny to me, right? Uh, but light. Okay. But uh, need to fear us more than they fear the left. And this is this is kind of what led me down this road. So, you know, I'm looking at this picture of this Dylan Mulvaney creature. And I don't know how else to describe him, but as a creature, because what is this thing? It's certainly not a man. It's obviously not a girl. I don't know what the hell it is. I, I do not know what this thing is. Um, I mean, it's male, I guess, but it's about as manly as, well, it's not. It's just not. There's no uh, about as. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. So... Uh, and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, back in the day, I'm, I'm watching John Wayne and John Wayne, you know, they're getting a shootout. They shoot the bad guys. They, they just shoot the bad guys, right? There's no, you know, Hey, let's, let's talk this out and try and be friends. No, no, you rustled my cattle. We're going to shoot you. Seems pretty straightforward. I think it's probably a bit excessive. I'm glad that we've moved on from that. Uh, I'm grateful that the rule of law has civilized us a bit more than that. I mean, I'm going to shoot you. I mean, that, that's like what you do in Chicago, right? I guess we haven't really moved on. Uh, if you go to Chicago or Philadelphia or Baltimore, uh, we really have not moved on at all. Uh, I, I guess maybe my point was incorrect. That's a rare thing, folks. Uh, but I wasn't really thinking about this. So they don't, they don't shoot you over rustling cattle anymore. They now shoot you because I don't know, you didn't pay your drug bill or, uh, you, uh, insulted the wrong gang or 
I don't know. But we, I guess we still do shoot each other largely. But by and large, we've tried to move on from the days of just shooting each other. And that's probably a good thing. But at least these guys in the cowboy movie, they, they were actual men, right? They were, they were real men. They were heroes. They stood for things. They fought for things. They did what was right. And uh, there was a healthy bit of respect and fear. Because you knew that whoever you were screwing with back in those days was going to stand for themselves. Because that was part of being a man. You stood for things. You fought for things. Now there's no standing for anything. It's should we negotiate with our enemies more or more? And it says fear the left, right? So the headline is more than they fear the left. And this is the problem, folks. This is the problem. Why do we have any fear of Dylan Mulvaney's crowd? I mean, look at this creature. Again, I, you know what? Uh, let me, you know what? I'm going to use my technical expertise here because I do have uh, a plethora of technical expertise. And I'm going to share this, right? This, this right here, I'm putting on my screen right now for those of you watching. This is a picture of Dylan Mulvaney, the butt light queen. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. Look at that. That is, if you don't have nightmares, folks, I don't know what will give you nightmares. If that doesn't do it, I don't know what would. So that that's Dylan Mulvaney. And that is what we fear. Now, let's talk about this. There's a world of difference between hate and fear. I don't hate people, right? I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney. I don't hate people because they're gay or trans or different from me in any way, shape, or form. I don't even disagree with most people. Like, I don't care. You live your life, I'll live mine. But I don't hate. I, I generally, in fact, I'd be hard-pressed to find any group that I hate. A lot of groups I disagree with. I dislike what they stand for, dislike their actions. But hating them is a bit different. Now, that said, and let's distinguish this between hate and phobia. Phobia indicates fear. Okay. I just showed you. Let me, let's look at this again. Here we go. This is Dylan Mulvaney. Now, I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney, but I sure as hell don't fear Dylan Mulvaney. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that creature. Now, why in God's name would I fear that? Why would I fear that? What is there to fear? I'm worried about the wind blowing him over. There's no fear. So I'm not transphobic. I'm not uh, any phobic. Let me tell you who I fear. That covers it. Okay. I don't have a lot of fear, folks. Uh, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't live in fear. But uh, this article, companies need to fear us more than they fear the left. Well, the fear that a company feels is not because of some scrawny little weenie like Dylan Mulvaney. They fear spending, right? Because a company exists to make money. They fear us boycotting. And that's something they should have. They should have a healthy amount of fear of that. Because when we have perverts like Dylan Mulvaney, people, people with mental disorders out there trying to infect our kids with similar mental disorders, trying to act like, I got a problem with Dylan Mulvaney being an influencer. No child should be told to look up to Dylan Mulvaney. We should say, listen, we feel sorry for 
him because he's got a mental disorder, right? He's got gender dysphoria disorder. He thinks he can be something he can't. It's a delusion. It's a sad thing. We shouldn't hate him, and we also shouldn't fear him. What we should fear are the people who are going to quit spending money with groups that are promoting mental disorders, that are promoting things that could poison our children's minds or hearts. That's what we should fear. Or that's what they should fear. We do that by doing exactly what we've done with Bud Light. Now, if you read this article that uh, Rucker did, you know, he goes down and he talks about, uh, you know, for example, uh, 645 employees being laid off in a plant closures in North Carolina and Louisiana, uh, glass bottling plants, because Bud Light is being boycotted. I feel really bad for those people that lost their jobs because Bud Light decided to wage war on its consumers and America said, go to hell. Uh, they're still down 25%, I believe, and I'm surprised it's not more than that. Uh, it's probably a lot more than that for the actual Bud Light brand. I don't see the actual Bud Light brand itself. Now, remember, Anheuser-Busch, large, large company, they have a lot of different brands. Uh, hopefully, they're all hurting. But I do know that, uh, you know, when I look at this, let's see if there's a number in here. Um, I'm not seeing one, folks. I'm not seeing. I think the 25% is Anheuser-Busch. I could be wrong about that. But it's a shame. It's a shame that, that a brand like Bud Light is totally destroyed. But it's what has to happen. We have got to stop having this. We've got to stop having these companies do this. And they do need to fear us. There is no reason for us to fear people like Dylan Mulvaney. There is no reason for us to fear a bunch of fruitcakes running around half naked, uh, you know, exposing themselves to our children. We need to stand up against that. And this is the same thing I was talking about in the first segment. When I talked about Donald Trump and Fox News, there's no reason for us to fear backlash from Fox News. Who cares? Who cares what Fox News thinks? They sold out. They're not supporting America or freedom. And I'm not talking about ideologically pure. I'm talking about they fired Tucker Carlson for no reason other than Tucker Carlson was not toting the line. He was telling the truth. Well, if that's the way you are as a news outlet, I don't support you. And guess what? We don't fear them. I don't fear Fox News. I don't fear Dylan Mulvaney. I don't fear CNN. I don't fear someone judging me. I don't fear someone saying, oh, oh, you said that. Yeah, damn right I did. And I'll say it again. I'm tired of people judging people uh, based on telling the truth, right? You're supposed to be able to tell me that a man with a beard can wear a dress and be a girl. And I'm not supposed to say anything about that. You're, I'm supposed to be okay with the absurdities you're spouting, but you're not allowed to listen to what I'm saying. You're going to judge me because of what I'm saying? Here's the deal, folks. It's a two-way street. You want to tell me what I'm saying stupid? That's fine. Let's have the argument. Let's have the argument. Let's see who wins the debate. Am I right about the fact that if you're a dude wearing a dress, you're still a dude? Or are you going to win that argument with me? Let's try it. I'm happy to have it. I'll debate that. I'll debate the transgender issue with anybody that wants to debate it. I'll be happy to. I'll also be happy to debate uh, vaccines, CBDCs. I got a whole bunch of issues. I'm happy to debate these. 
course, the mainstream would have to publish what I said to do that. And they won't because I win every time. These people are cowards, folks. They stand behind words like phobia. Oh, you're transphobic. I'm not phobic. That indicates fear. I got no fear. I just think they're delusional. I don't hate them. Generally feel bad for them, to be honest. I kind of feel sad for you. If, you know, if you're a dude and you're wearing a dress and you're going to be ugly. I mean, look at Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, that's a nightmare. And, uh, you know, if you're that delusional, well, I kind of feel bad for you on a lot of levels, but I certainly don't fear you. There is no fear. And I want to urge the rest of you, get rid of your fear. You don't need to be afraid. There's no reason to be afraid of these people. There's no beers. They need to fear us. Ask Bud Light and Target what happens when we get sick of it. Ask Bud Light and Target what happens when Americans really get done with it. You know, I read some stuff on the Indiana Jones movie. It's not doing well. It's getting panned. It's not overly leftist, I don't think. The problem with it is that it's Disney. And nobody likes Disney anymore because they're a bunch of pervert supporters. Support me at TomRens.com, folks. Support the show. Help us get the Tom Renz show out there everywhere. Support the Out Loud Network. Support us where we're where we are. Help us to do what we're doing, folks. We need your help. We need your support. We need you to sign up for our locals, for our Substack, for our Rumble. We need you to share the Tom Renz show. We need you to support what we're doing. We're fighting for freedom. We're fighting hard. We need your help to do it. We'll be right back. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Folks, welcome back and welcome to the Stack O Stuff segment. Very excited about this. Lots of stories today. I don't know if we're going to get through this stack. It's pretty huge. Uh, But we're going to move right in. New York Post headline, blowing the lid off cover-up of Hunter Biden's cushy plea deal. So uh, David Weiss, the attorney from Delaware, 
who was supposedly given full authority to do whatever he needed to to get to the bottom of Hunter's corruption and illegal dealings. Well, wasn't. He wasn't given authority, folks. Uh, Merrick Garland looks like he might lie before Congress. Looks like he should be impeached and probably in jail. Uh, looks like he is as corrupt as we all think he is. Uh, he's you know, saying that this guy had authority to do what he wanted. Well, he didn't. He didn't. Weiss couldn't do what he wanted to do. He didn't have jurisdiction in certain areas. So in the law, you can't practice outside of an area that you're licensed or whatever. And within the DOJ, you can't prosecute outside of an area that you're authorized. Well, this guy, this attorney, Weiss, he was you know, Delaware. He needed to be in D.C. or a couple other places where he could prosecute Hunter for his tax fraud that he's allegedly uh, committed. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't, and Merrick Garland wouldn't give him authority. Merrick Garland was a liar. He's told Congress that he had given him authority to do whatever he wanted to do, but he lied. He lied. He lied to Congress. Uh, perjury is certainly an impeachable offense. Uh, the lies, I mean, you know, how's that different than Watergate, folks? How is this different from Watergate? You know, I don't know. Uh, I'd say this is much worse because this shows the two-tiered justice system. This demonstrates that our legal system is not in any way, shape, or form fair, balanced, and unbiased. It is absolute corruption at the highest level. This is a massive story, folks. This is critical. The real question is whether Republicans are going to find any, any cojones to do anything. I don't think they have any. I'm pretty sure there aren't any. I know the ED leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, certainly doesn't have any. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But if this doesn't get uh, Garland uh, uh, thrown out of office, nothing would. I mean, this is just, this is so egregious and so clear that even our Republicans ought to be willing to find some, some gonads on this one. I don't know. Headline slay. Actress euthanized over COVID booster injuries. So this, uh, this uh, pretty blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl... Uh, Katrina Pavalek? Pavalek? I don't know. Uh, anyway, she was given a COVID booster, had all sorts of terrible, terrible problems, uh, all of the issues, and uh, she, she went to Switzerland and had an assisted suicide. Uh, she killed herself. She paid someone to help kill her, which is legal in Switzerland. You can go there. So she... Uh, had real severe injuries from the booster and decided that it was better to be dead than to live with that kind of pain and suffering. And this woman actually killed herself. She actually, she, the pain, the suffering, the injuries were so severe, she would rather have been dead than live with this. Go get your boosters, folks. Sounds like a great plan. Ask Katerina. And speaking of people that may have died from the booster, Robert De Niro's grandson, Leandro De Niro Rodriguez, dies at age 19, New York Post. So we don't know what the cause of death was. Uh, he just dead. Is it possible he OD'd on something? Absolutely. Is it possible it was a suicide, something like that? Absolutely. Is it possible that this 19-year-old perfectly healthy person died suddenly from a COVID vaccine or booster? It certainly is. Now, I'm going to catch all sorts of hell for this because I'm insensitive and I'm saying awful things. Uh, there should be no 
died suddenly that occur without us asking the question, was this from the vaccine? De Niro's a big mouth leftist liberal. A drug overdose in his family ought to be something that everybody high fives over, right? So I think that he ought to release the cause of death because if his grandson, Leandro, did pass from the COVID vaccine, it could be a warning for other people. I would say he would have a duty to speak out if that's what the cause of death was. Now, if it wasn't, uh, well, it wasn't. And we don't know that it was. But De Niro loves shooting his mouth off about every leftist cause there is. So let's see if he's going to talk about this. Let's see what he's got to say about it. Let's speak out. Let's find out what's going on. You might save some lives if you tell the truth. And if it is, a co- you know, listen, if God forbid, and I, I do feel sorry for Landra. I'm sorry for the family. My, you know, I do my wishes to them. I don't want to rub anybody. I'm not trying to rub anybody's nose or anything. Uh, I actually feel quite sad about it. What a tragedy. This poor 19-year-old kid's dead. At the end of the day, we need to know what it was. He's famous. He's well-known. Put it out there. If the kid had an OD or something like that, put it out there as a warning for others not to do it. But most importantly, if this was a death from another COVID vax, let's hear about it. Right? We just had this young lady that killed herself over a COVID vax. Now we got another guy that's dead. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's not. I think we, the people, ought to know about it. You know, De Niro likes to run his mouth off about every social issue out there. So, you know, use this as a teaching moment. I hope he does. Either way, I will tell you this, and I mean this sincerely. I do pray for his family. I pray for the ones that's still alive. Uh, and I do actually mean that. I'm, I, you know, I, I hate to be this way, folks. I really, it's a shame that we've gotten to a point in our country where we're, we're, having to talk politically about death. But our government is literally murdering people. It is political. And if we don't talk about it, we can't stop it. I pray for his family, but I hope they come out and talk about what happened. All right. Uh, And speaking of murder, this is quite literally murder in my opinion. Headline, Brownstone Institute. CDC altered Minnesota death certificates that list a COVID vaccine as a cause of death. Uh, This is fraud, folks. And if in committing a crime like fraud, someone dies, that's generally viewed as murder. In some states, that's called felony murder. In other states, called different things. If the CDC committed fraud to cover up the danger for these vaccines and someone died from these vaccines, then it is likely that whoever did that for the CDC committed felony murder or something similar. Okay, that's just the way the law works. These guys did, and we know they're doing this, folks. We know they're doing this. And, you know, I I see this as a really interesting article. I don't have enough information in this article to actually see whether or not I could file a suit on it because there's some chain of custody issues with evidence. But Brownstone's a very reliable uh, entity. When they put something out, it's usually pretty solid. They do their homework. And uh, you know, the, the, if, if the CDC is committing fraud by covering up the dangers, that is likely felony murder. Just that simple, folks. Just that simple. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would expect that uh, the Minnesota AG would do a full investigation into this, but we all know better. We all know better. 
it's really sad. Um, folks, I, I don't know what to say about this. I'm going to share this screen. Um, this is a headline. Transgenderism lunacy keeping parents in the dark about their children. Heading towards a trans-communist future. This is in front page, and I'm I'm sharing it because look at this picture, folks. Look at this. I mean, I'm going to be real honest. If I look at this picture of God knows what this is, the uh, the bar scene with Jabba the Hutt in Star Wars that had all the aliens and freaks is an upgrade from this. That what the hell am I looking at? What in God's name? What is that, folks? What kind of a fruitcake walks around? Look at that. I mean, why don't people respect us? Why don't what? Look at this. Why don't people respect us? Why do people say there's something wrong with the trans movement? Why do people call us mentally ill? Um, well, I don't know. Take a look at this picture, folks. Uh, what the hell is that? Who walks down the street like that? That picture is the definition of mental illness. I hope you're watching that. I hope you watch this. I hope you go to our, uh, our Rumble or, or just Tom Renz. I hope you go to one of our platforms to look at this video. This picture is all you need to know if you're wondering why people say trans are mentally ill. I mean, if you'd walk out your house looking like that, and it's not as a joke, it's not to go to a Halloween party uh, to be funny, if you're not just trying to be hilarious... If you're trying to be funny, they succeeded. They were very successful. If these guys wanted to look hilarious, they did it, okay? Um, but if you're going out of your house like that and you're trying to be serious, there's something wrong with you. Uh, more importantly, the headline, uh, and I'm just going to really briefly touch on this. I mean, this is what we know. You know, uh, This book is talking about, uh, well, let me just read this. Uh, Drag queens and LGBTQ plus activists marched through New York City Park on June 23rd in advance of the annual Pride Parade chanting, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Uh, Not mine. And, uh, you know, I will use defensive force to protect my kids. Uh, Quote, they're not kidding. The author... M.E. O'Brien, whose motto is Towards Trans-Communist Future, spells out the collective liberation from parents and the nuclear family in a book that just came out entitled Family Abolition, Capitalism, and Communizing and Care. So this whole book, this whole thing, uh, basically talks about uh, stealing children from their, their families and brainwashing them into looking like these fruitcakes. Folks, you want to know why I say the freedom fight is a fight? You want to know why I say there's a war on on freedom and on, well, basically anything American? There you have it. These fruitcakes. Okay. Uh, what can I say? Uh, honestly, the, the guy with the freaking bath towel and Bud Light in his... Oh, God. Yuck. Yuck. These people make me... Yuck. Disgusting. They all look like they need a shower. Ugh. 
Okay. Uh, headline, business and politics. Monsters. Biden hammered over New York Times report he told aides to only count six grandchildren, not Hunter's love child. So apparently uh, Biden and his aides, they got together and they did some political thinking and uh, yeah, hammered out, you know, hey, uh, you know, Hunter knocked up this woman and uh, he got a kid and uh, you know, she refused to, to murder it in an abortion. You know, it's shameful. Uh, what are we going to do? And uh, so, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Hunter put, put his poor, corrupt father in a bad political position because now dad had to decide between uh, acknowledging his grandchild or ignoring his grandchild. And uh, boy, it's tough. It's tough if you're if you're Joe Biden because you don't actually give a crap about the kid. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's in there thinking, man, if that woman would have only aborted that baby, I wouldn't have to deal with my grandchild being alive. And so he decided he is not. They are not going to acknowledge the grandchild ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't care that his grandbaby exists. The guy that wants to, that is well, that has currently stolen the presidency and that wants to steal it again is not going to acknowledge his grandchild's existence prior to the presidential election. It's just too politically risky, folks. Why would he want to do that? It's awful. Uh, I mean, you got to think about what's best for Joe, not the baby. Okay, headline, louder with Crowder. Former Anheuser-Busch President demands CEO step down over Bud Light debacle in scathing letter. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, he's destroyed this entire brand. Uh, that's an understatement. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, this is there's some really funny things here, uh, and and it's really just been blown, and there's no question about it. Uh, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, the Bud Light thing, everybody should, about this should have been fired, including the president. And, uh, you know, that's that. But instead of doing that, you know, this guy has continued to double down on uh, this nonsense. Uh, I'm, I read from the article here because I think that this is... Uh, I think this is a, a very good good quote. Uh, quote, a simple hoops we effed up $15 billion ago would have helped. Instead, on CBS Mornings, uh, Whitworth played corporate mad libs talking about big social conversations and needing to deeply understand and appreciate that the customer base cares about. Uh, the customer cares about you hating them. Once the customer learns how much you hate them in real life, lame marketing campaigns won't fix it. Uh, Fredericks, the former president, continued mentioning Mulvaney showing to have a bigger bulge than Whitworth. <laughs> Folks, I love that. Uh, uh, on Thursday, Mulvaney did something Whitworth should have had the wisdom to do weeks ago, cut ties. Anheuser-Busch's response on Friday was predictably weak and indecisive. As we move forward, we'll focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for everyone and earning our place 
and moments that matter to consumers. What does that mean? Absolutely nothing, and it will only deepen the chasm between the brand and its customers. So basically, uh, Anheuser-Busch is lost. Even if they fire everybody and uh, hire a patriot, I don't think it would help at this point. I mean, it's something. They have absolutely destroyed one of the most successful brands in American history in minutes by essentially announcing that they hate, 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 hate. Uh, their consumers. All right. Uh, lots more, but I'm going to hit this real quick. Uh, another reason to hate EVs, uh, issues and insights. Uh, this article talks about how they're going to tax EVs because the gas tax is not bringing in as much money because there's more EVs. Well, let me tell you where that's going, folks they're gonna put GPS in the vehicles and track you by the mile because then they can track everything that you do and claim that they have a legitimate reason to track your whereabouts every minute of the day. That's where it's going, mark my words. It's all about CBDCs, vaccine passports, tracking, tracing, everything you do. That's where this is going. Folks, support us, buy some Cofix, buy some Genesis HOCL, support the OutLoud network and its sponsors, Use Out Loud code at checkout, get a big discount, click on our banner ads. America Out Loud is a great network and we need your support. So please support us in any way you can. And we will be back soon. <laughs>